are in the, our series called the eight money habits we are in our series called what the eight money habits i all together so we are in that series and god has been blessing us in a wonderful way i forgot i greet all my uh, viewers online in the name of jesus Christ. be blessed uh be blessed online be blessed i also view my physical church hallelujah be blessed hallelujah may the lord richly bless you uh, we must start learning these things the lord is elevating us the lord is increasing us so this these are the small beginnings the bible says, be faithful with the small beginnings so that we may trust it with much so that is a series that we are that we have been focusing on the eight money habits so today our message is called plan and pay back come on somebody plan and pay back um god is dealing with us don't run away don't look out um don't, don't go offline don't leave the church hallelujah don't leave the area because you're feeling god um staring that 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 um fire in you because he wants you to be a better person plan and payback um so our subtitle is i must set up a repayment plan to get myself out of debt i'm gonna repeat myself make sure that you have your journal and you're writing everything down because this is a wisdom that god is giving you so that we may prepare on the seven years that are coming to harvest as much as you can because there are seven years that are coming as um years of five if you don't believe me you will see it. this is a prophetic way that god has shown me now it's clear. It was not clear why God was enforcing me to teach about finances and to teach about money. I'll repeat myself. I must set up, remember that is your subtitle message. I must set up a repayment plan to get myself out of debt. To get myself out of debt. So God wants you to be debt free. God wants you to be debt free. So we're going to begin in the book of Kings chapter 4, 2 Kings chapter 4. God wants you to be debt free. We're going to begin in the book of Kings, chapter 4, verse 1 to 7. If you are there with your, um, with your emoji, you, you are welcome to spring it. If you are there in the congregation, you are welcome to say amen. 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 Awesome stuff. So now we are looking at the prophet Elijah and the widow oil. Um, it says in... It says, now the wife of one of the sons of the prophets cried to Elijah, your servant, my husband, is dead. You know that your servant feared the Lord, but the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. Payback. Plan and pay back. We go in somewhere. Amen. Verse 2. Elijah said to her, what shall, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what, shall, what have you in the house? She said, your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Verse 3. Then he said, go outside and borrow vessels from all your neighbors. Hear that? Empty vessels, not too few. Not too few. Amen. And when one is full, set it aside. Verse 5. I'm being slow today. So she went from him and shut the door behind herself and her son. As she poured the as and as she poured, 
they brought the vessel to her. When the vessels were full, she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not another than the there's no another. Then the oil stopped flowing. Verse 7. She came and told the man of God. He said, Go and sell the oil and pay your debt. And you and your sons, sons can live on the rest. My main focus there on the story is verse number 7. All together. She came and told the man of God. And he said, go and sell. She came and told the man of God. And he said, go and sell the all and pay your debt. And you and your sons can live on the rest. So what I want us to take from that is we need to trust God as our source. We need to continue to trust God as our source. Remember all this Eight habits, all these eight money habits, they're all linked together. They're not separated. Whatever you do on the right, you must do on the left. For those who are doing pure meds, are you all together? Whatever you do on the left, you must do on the, on the right. So we got to understand that here, Elijah is a picture of God. And the woman is a picture of us. I all together because now the woman he needs help. I want you to understand that some of some debts that you, you you have went through or some debt that you you are in right now for you to get out of them does not by your own knowledge. It is because you had faith that God will take you out of those debts. I all together. The debts that you are in right now, it, it may be of your ignorance or it may be of your disobedience. But now God is saying, hey, trust me, Elijah representing God. The woman representing who? Representing you. Trust me. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Don't lose what I'm saying. Don't, 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 don't lose what God is trying to give you. So God, as you're going to plan and pay back, he wants you to trust Elijah who is God representing God. And the woman who is you. So that you can be able to go to the right people. Remember, Elijah does not only send... The, Elijah gives the woman instruction. He tells, he, he tells her to go to certain areas to do what? To borrow vessels. So you must re, re, rely on God to give you the wisdom to be able to plan and to get out of debts. I'm going somewhere. Not your own wisdom. So the woman had to trust Elijah instruction and did as elijah asked to the point that at the end of the day elijah i mean the woman who 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 trusted the prophet was able not only to sell the oil but also to have enough for herself and her sons i hope you hear what i'm saying so as we're going to plan and as we're going to pay god wants us to be aware of the wisdom that is going to give us right now because god is going to give us wisdom i'm going to go to it we're going to go through it together but god wants you not to undermine the wisdom that he's giving to you because this wisdom to to function in you as a person you must be like a woman you must be like the woman that was given the instruction and have faith the woman didn't shut the door without faith he had to have faith that they all will manifest in the job remember this was a, a, a supernatural provision 
So the enemy doesn't want you, doesn't want you to know that you have access to supernatural provision. He wants you to settle in depth. He wants you to settle in a point whereby you only are receiving, but you are not a giver. I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. I ought to get. So in this series, that's what God is trying to prepare us. That hey, there is a seven of there is a seven year of harvest that is coming. There is a, a seven year whereby I'm gonna bless my children, but I don't want you to squander what I'm going to give to you because there will come a seven year of famine whereby I want to use you as distributors. I want to use you as my hands to help those who are in need. Ne? So I want you to write this down. I have to honor God with my tithe and giving. I have to honor God with my tithe and giving. So for you to be able to be like the woman, I want you to keep the woman in your mind. Come on. I want you to keep Elijah and the widow oil in your mind. Are we all together? I want you to check that story. Also go and, and read, read it again. And according to this um, um, point of view that I'm guiding you in. I want you to get, go and read it again. So I want, to, I want you to understand something about the woman of God. The woman of God tells the prophet and say, I only have a little oil. I want you to see the exchange there. That the woman of God had to trust Elijah with the little that he had. That he would be able to increase it. Remember, Elijah is representing the picture of God. That me and you, we must trust God with the little, the little that we have. To trust him that if I give and honor God with my tithe and giving, surely he will increase me. You must understand the principality of, of, of increasing wealth that the enemy has been trying to um, steal from us is to give, not to receive. I said it on one of our episodes that the only thing that made America to be wealthy is because they were ready to play a part of giving, not a part of receiving. Because they knew the principal or the principalities of giving. They knew the way. The Bible, when you, when you read the Bible, there's a verse that says we will trust in God in Exodus. All together. The, the, the American economy has built on the institution of the word of God. And whoever honors the word of God is going to always be blessed. Because God is a man of his way. Whether we like it or not, only God will destroy the economy of the, of the Americans, not men. No man can never do it. Why? Because they are faithful. When you read their mind, they say, only in God we trust. I all together. So it shows that God is a man of his way. So when we honor God and become like the woman and trust God with what we have, we are going to be able, we are going to be able to have an increase. So we must honor God with our tithe and giving. Why? Because our generosity or our charity will build our faith and trust with God in Christ regarding our finances. So your faith to get more and your faith to trust in God to provide for you, it's only built in you doing what? It's only built in you trusting God that he will provide for you. So God uses tithing and giving not only to bless you with more, but he also wants to shape your faith and your trust. You will never, I hope you hear one thing. I've learned one thing. You can never be able to have a character to trust God to give you a million if you are not faithful with your 10,000. 
So God knows that if you can trust in, in him as a generous person and give in his house and be a, a person who gen, is generous in your giving and in your charity, God now will start to build your faith. And remember now you are trusting God. Every time when you give, you are trusting God. You are not trusting your own power. Every time when you give, God is igniting a faith to start imagining now. And say, you know what? Lord, I believe that I can give more. And God will start creating means of sources of wealth to give you money. But it begins in you being able to use what you have. All together. Listen to this. Acts chapter 20 verse 35. Let us go there. You're going to write a lot of scriptures. You need them. This church is built on the word of God. Remember that. Um, remember that. So you're going to write a lot of scriptures. So we are teaching here. We are not uh, mainly preaching. We are teaching. We want you to be a student of the word. Amen. Listen to this. Acts chapter 20 verse 35. In everything I did, I sh- showed you that by this kind of hard work, you must help the weak. Remembering the ways that the Lord Jesus, Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Are you all together? But the enemy wants you to receive. He doesn't want you to give. Because he knows when you begin to have confidence that God has made you to be a giver, not a receiver. Poverty needs to break from your life. I don't know if you, I don't know if you are hearing what I'm saying. When you now understand that you can never call, you can never be in the kingdom of God. You can never meet the king and be, and be poor. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. How can you be a daughter of the most high who rules all the universe and be poor? How can you be a friend of a king? Let me put it that way so it can, it can, can sink in. How can you be a friend of a king and still be poor? Are you not going to eat in the same table? Unless they are selfish. Unless they are not the son of God. But if you are a friend, the Bible says, Jesus Christ, he says, I, I no longer keep secret from you. For you are no longer called servants or slaves, but you are called friends. Which means, if you are a friend of a Lord Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ is a king of kings, the Lord of lords, and God, and the Bible says that God has given him all the powers and authority and all the riches of the kingdom of God. Aren't you supposed to be wealthy also? So God wants you to be wealthy, but for it to manifest in your life, you must start now um, um, channeling your character to know that you are the chosen generation, a royal priesthood. You attract wealth. And that will start to manifest. Your attitude now. You speak life even though you don't have. Because you know who you are in Christ. Because God has not... Because you know that you have not built to worship wealth, but you have built to worship God with wealth. You are not built to worship wealth, but you know that God has built you to worship, to worship Him with the wealth that He has given you. Are you all together? So you must trust God with the little that you have. You must plan. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 3. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3. You must plan. You must plan. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He will establish your plans. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He will establish your plans. So God wants us to commit. Com- wherever there's commitment, there's consistency. You can't be committed and there's no consistency. I want you to get. So that's where God is taking us. That's where God is trying to kill us and say, hey, you've been committing 
but you lack some consistency. Be consistent on what you are doing. Focus. All together. Focus. Be committed. Don't only just say, I'm going to commit, but you, you lack consistency. Be consistent. We have learned about that in our previous episode. All together. So we must be committed and consistent in establishing the plan that God has for us. So for you to be able to get out of debt, you must partner with God. For you to get out of debt, you must partner with, with God. Because he's the one who's going to teach you how to maintain and how to try. Proverbs 15 verse 22. Proverbs 15 verse 22. Listen to this. Plan fails for lack of counsel, but with many advices they succeed. Plan fails for lack of counsel, but with many advices they succeed. So along the way, whether you like it or not, you need to solo your pride. Actually, not solo your pride. You must command the Holy Spirit to cast out every pride out of you. I all together. The Apostle Paul says, I, I, do not, I do not boast on myself, but I boast on Christ. You must continue to boast on Christ, not on yourself. Because to whom is given, much is required. As God is going to increase you, much is going to be required out of you. So you cannot, you cannot find yourself um, operating from a spirit of pride. You must always deal with yourself and say, Lord, make me humble. Even though you are elevating me. So you will need what? You will need people to counsel you. You must seek wisdom on how to plan to get out of debts. You must seek wisdom. And pray about it. Don't, don't, don't be influenced by the wisdom of this world. Because the wisdom of this world, what they want you to do, some of the system that has been designed, is to keep you in debt as long as they can. But God wants to take you out of debt. But for him to take you out of debt, he will be able to, to you, he will give you the wisdom to do one. To plan. You must plan. So you must understand that it is better to pay for your debts than to hire any agency if you're my friend and you are listening to this and you have a company that helps people to pay their debts forgive me <laughs> amen but it's better to pay your debts than to hire an agency to pay for your debts because the system is to keep you in debts i know i'm exposing some 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 skeletons but the lord have mercy i'm covered by the blood of jesus christ i ought to get so you must do what you must pay debts for yourself so that's the best advice that I can give. To know that, to be faithful with the love that you have. And the best advice that I will give, I know this one does not sound um, 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 a Christ, Christianity or a biblically, amen. But I will advise you to, before you, 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 you if you know that you are, you, are, you are kept in bondage of financial stability, pay your debt first, as quick as you can, and go back in tithing and in giving. Pay, listen to what I'm saying. It is an advice. It is my own opinion. The Apostle Paul also had his own opinion. He tells the Corinthians that a bad, bad company ruins good character. He was not quoting any Old Testament book. It is quoted in the Bible. I altogether, this is my opinion also towards you. Pay, as, pay your debts as fast as you can and go back in honoring God. And never go back in a point whereby you lack. If you go back Repent as quick as you can. That's my own point of view and advice. I all together. Plan. Plan. Payback. Let us go. Payback is going to be long. 
because we need to pay for us to get out of debts. Amen? Let's, let us go, let us go, let us go, let us go. Time is flying, but we are here to do the work of the Lord. Amen? So listen to this. Payback. Psalms 87 verse 21. Payback. Psalms 87 verse 21. The wicked borrows and does not pay back. Mm, come on, somebody. But the righteous is gracious and, and gives. Listen to what I'm saying. Psalms 37 verse 21. The wicked borrows and does not pay back, but the righteous is gracious, is gracious and gives back. And who are the righteous? We are the righteous. All together. So what we do, we pay back. We don't borrow. All together. So we must not be like the wicked and borrow from God and men and not return. Whatever we borrow, we must make sure that we return. Because we are the righteous and we are gracious and we are givers. Let us move. So it is very... Let us move. Let us move. Let us move. Okay. Romans 8 verse 8. I almost jumped some of the scriptures because I see time is not on my side. But I'm going to give you what the Lord wants you to receive. Romans 18 verse 8. Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. Listen to that. For he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. So God is instructing us that, hey, be aware that you don't owe anyone anything. It is important that you forgive other people's debts and pay your debtors. Owing anything to anyone except love. Owing anything to anyone except love. So it is very important that you pay people's debt. You pay people's money. Pay them back. If you can't pay them back, ask for forgiveness. If they release you from their debts, say thank you, Lord. I'll never go back again. Hallelujah. This is the way God is dealing with us. Can, can, can we let him deal with us? I ought to get. Let him deal with us so that we can grow. Because we want him to trust us with his wealth. We must go according to his will. Those are the things that we, we, we ignore as children of, of God in Christ. We, 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 we owe people money. And we wonder why we are stuck financially. We forget that God sees everything. The person that you're owing money, they are hard, they are crying. You know, that, that, that person is not paying my money. And I saw him driving and you out. And you're like, no, Lord. No, no, no. Let us, let us do the right thing as children of God. Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 27 to 28. Proverbs 3, verse 27 to 28. Listen to this. Do not, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come back. Tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you. Listen to that. Do not postpone to pay your debts. Do not postpone to pay your debts. Pay while you still have the opportunity to do so. Do not postpone. Listen to what I'm saying. Do not postpone to pay your debts. Pay them while you still have the opportunities to pay. Do not postpone. The enemy wants you to postpone because he wants to delay what God is trying to do in our life. He wants to delay the project that God wants to give to you. Some of you, you need to help people, but you can't help them because the enemy has keep, kept you in bond, in, kept you in financial bondage. So make sure that in the present that you are in, if you are financially able to pay someone, especially these companies that you owe money to, like your bank estate, pay them their money while you still can. Pay them their money. Pay them back their money. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 5. 
it is better that you should not vow than that you, you it is better that you should not vow than that you should vow and not pay it is better than you should vow than that you should vow and not pay so this 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 is this, this um, um um king solomon he's telling us it is better that to vow to someone say hey you know what do this for me i'll pay you back don't vow god has given us the ability to ask he says, ask and it shall be given unto you. Knock, it shall be opened. I ought to get Learn to accept people no or yes. I ought to get When they say no, it's good. They said no. When they say yes, glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. But learn to ask because the Bible says, ask, it shall be given. Knock, it shall be opened. Seek and you shall find. So do not be a person who make a vow and not fulfill it. Hallelujah. So don't make loans that you can't pay or manage to pay. Don't make loans that you can't pay or manage to pay. Don't make a financial vow that you cannot keep. I want you to write it down. Don't make loans that you cannot pay don't ma- or manage. Let me slow down. Don't make loans that you cannot pay or manage. Don't make financial vows that you cannot keep. Hallelujah. Don't God that's when you when you are walking in that principality as a child of God, I'm telling you, God now will start creating walls of finances that will come to you. Because you are men who, who are who can be trusted. You are becoming an upright woman. You are becoming an upright man. You are now building strong values and morals. Come on, somebody. Because God wants us to have strong morals and good values. So that He can trust us. I'm not saying that you're not, you, are, you are not going to fail. You are going to fail. The Bible says a righteous man fails seven times. Okay? But failure should not be an excuse to continue to do corruption. We must learn to evaluate ourselves financially. Amen? So God wants us to be debt free. God wants us to be debt free. So listen to this. So the Bible does not say that debt is a sin. Or a result of disobedience, but debts can lead people to harmful and deadly sin. I want you to hear that. The Bible does not say that debt is sin or a result of disobedience, but debts can lead people to harmful and deadly sin. So debt can lead you to a point whereby you go to wrong people to borrow money to pay, to pay another person. Guys, I want you to understand every time when God is about to bless his children, they will always become an enemy trying to, to cause confusion and frustration for us to end up going to unnecessary sources. So you will need discipline to play and to plan and pay back. In the process of planning, you are using the, your resources that you have to pay back. You are not going to sources that are going to Harm that are going to lead you to sin. Remember, debt is not a sin, but it can lead you to harmful and deadly sin. You end up going to wrong people. I go together. Let's continue. So the Bible central central message regarding debt is that it should be revealed and cancelled and paid or forgiven. I want to repeat myself. The Bible central message regarding debt is that it should be revealed, cancelled, paid, or forgiven. So God wants to make sure that you don't run away from your debts. You don't ignore your debts. You don't act like they are not there. 
whether we like it or not, God will always want to be associate, associated with things that are good because he's holy. We need to be holy. We'll never be perfect, but he wants us to involve him to help us to get out of debt. He would rather see you crawl and struggle to really push and have a five-year target plan and say, you know, in these five years, Lord, help me to get out of these debts rather than continue to be in debt because that's how God works. I ought to get. So what, what, is the Bible, what is the Bible saying about borrowing? Let us go there a little bit. What is the Bible saying about borrowing? Thank you for giving me your time. Let us move us along. We need to hear this word before we enter the year of 2023. Exodus chapter 22, verse 14. Exodus chapter 22, verse 14. If anything is borrowed, it should be paid back. If everything is borrowed, it should be paid back. If what is borrowed is lost or injured, full restitution must be made. I ought to go. It's in the Bible. Exodus chapter 22, verse 14. Anything that is borrowed, it should be paid back. These are the instructions of Moses given to the Israelites. Amen? So he's telling them that anything, if anything is borrowed, it should be paid back. And if what is borrowed is lost or injured, full restitution must be made. I ought to get. So we must be those people whereby we are really called to, 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 to be the children of the Lord. It's not easy, guys. It's not easy, eh? but we are developing morals that are not going to be unbreakable because God wants us to be strong. I ought to get, but yet again, gentle so that we can be able to pull generational wealth, wealth that are going to stay even when we are dead. The Bible says parents leave inheritance for their children. No children come and work for their parents. I'm hitting some stones, I know. I ought to get, ne? parents leave inheritance for their children not parents let your children take your school children so that they can work for you that's not how it works so we need to ask god to give us the anointing to be parents who are going to leave inheritance for our children because we are anointed to do so there's already an anointing that's already been placed for us to increase wealth the bible says he gives men to create wealth so the Bible is clear that when something is borrowed, it should be paid back. I ought to get. So when we refuse to pay what has been revealed, we are now developing wicked heart. When you refuse to pay what was given to you, you are now developing a wicked heart. You become a son of disobedience. I ought to get. So. So you need God to get out of, of you need God to get out of depths. That's what I'm saying. You need God to get out of depths. So Romans 13 verse 8. We're nearly there. We're nearly there. Stay with me. We need God to get out of depths. Né? So Romans 13 verse 8. Let no debt remain outstanding. A debt is outstanding. A debt that is outstanding, you must pay. Emphasis added. Né? Let no debt remain outstanding. A debt that is outstanding, you must pay back or pay the minimum. You must pay back or pay the, the minimum. I ought to get. So if you wait before you get out of debts, before you start tithing or saving, you may never tithe or save, or you may never pay your debts. So it's not a matter of I will do I will pay this person when I I am really financially stable. No, no. Use what you have. 
to pay that person. If you have to pay the minimum, pay the minimum. Why? Because God is watching. And why? Because God is waiting to bless you, but he cannot bless you when you are still living like a person who is not a royal priesthood, who is not, a, who's not from a royal kingdom. Let me put it that way. He wants you to behave like a royal person in the kingdom of God. You know, money makes you to have money when you, when you touch money. Some of us, we think we have touched money. You have never touched money. I ought to get I believe that when you touch money, money you, you, have, you, have, you have went to places where there's money. There's a different smell. Even when they, 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 they speak their breath, they don't smell um, any other. You can feel this person, are they really using Aquafresh or Colgate? I'm not saying Aquafresh and Colgate are not good paste, but uh, toothpaste, but you, you, they, there's a different smell. You, that's where God is trying to take us as children of God in Africa. Because we have labored in prayer, but now we must labor in wisdom. I want you to get We have labored in prayer, now we must labor in Wisdom, because the Bible says, seek silver, seek wisdom, than like you seek silver and gold. Because Africa is a continent, we have labored in prayer, I don't want to lie. But now we need to seek wisdom. I hope you get Why God wants you to be debt free? Let us write that down. This is a, this is a, this is a part that I love, this is a part that has been, I've been waiting for. Why God wants you to be debt free? In conclusion. Come on, somebody. Amen. I see some of you are like, Murutikinali, fire in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let us continue. Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 6. Listen to this. For the Lord your God will bless you just as he promised you. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Come on, somebody. Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 6. For the Lord your God will bless you just as he has promised. Remember the Lord says, pay death. Pay your tithe. Test me. Ne? And I'll show you. So God says, pay your tithe. Pay your giving. Ne? And pay your debts. And see what I'm going to do. I ought to get. He says, for the Lord your God will bless you just as he has promised. He has promised you, okay? And you shall lend, you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. You shall reign over many nations, but they shall not reign over you. Why? Why they will not reign over you? Because whether we like on whether we like it or not, money runs the world. God is saying, I'll bless you with money so that you can rule over them. As a church, we are not going to occupy if we don't have money. We need money to build our kingdom schools. We need money to build kingdom stadiums. We need money to build kingdom hospitals. There are hospitals that the enemy is using to take people's life. But we need money. God is not going to use any institution to build his kingdom. He's going to use the church. The Bible says the government shall be under his shoulder, which means the government will depend on what? On the church to move forward. So God wants to occupy with us, but we cannot be a nation that God is going to use if we are still stingy, if we still don't want to give into his house, if we are still connected with debts, if we are still connected with jargons that are trying to take our money away. I ought to get they are big jargons. They are there. They call them names. They call. They have their own names. They are financial whatever. I ought to get trying to take your money. So if you are faithful to in obeying God's commandment, you will be blessed and able to learn and not borrow. If you are able, that's number one. I hope you have written it down. 
Number one is God needs you to be able to learn and not borrow. Remember we are on what? Why God wants you to be debt free. Number two, God needs you to, to, God needs you to be a vessel for financial distribution, distribution for his kingdom. Please write this down. Eh? I have three points for you. For why God wants you to be debt free. All together. Number two, God, number one, let me repeat number one. God needs you to be able to lend and not borrow. Number two, God needs you to be a vessel for a vessel for financial dis- distribution for his kingdom. How awesome is that? God wants you to be a financial distributor in this kingdom. When, whenever, when any time he wants you to create a project, he will look for you and bless your company. And say, because I know when you are faithful with your tithing, your giving, I, I, I need this company. I know it is not going to block the economy. It's going to make the economy of God to flow. Deuteronomy 28, verse 12. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 12. The Lord will open to you his good treasure. Listen to that. The Lord will open to you his good treasure. The heavens to give the rain to your land in its season. To bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Why is the Lord repeating this? Because God is a man of his way. He said it in chapter 15. He repeats it in chapter 28. Why God is trying to show us and God is trying to show the Israelites that, hey, you may, you know, sometimes God knows that we don't listen. Like, even though he can tell us something five times. If you, if you can check, if you have read the story of the Bible, you get to understand that from Genesis to Revelation, we are talking about one man. His name is Jesus Christ. Nothing else. Why? Because we are not listening. We are seeing God revealing one man, restoring him. All together. So you will learn to many nations, but you will never borrow. God will bless your treasure. God will bless. God will, God, I mean, God will open his good treasures to you. I hope you are ready to be those vessels. Number three. Let us go home now. God needs, you, God needs to use you as a storehouse for his generosity. I want to repeat myself. Listen to that. Né? God needs to use you as his storehouse for his, I mean, his storehouse for his generosity. God needs to use you as his storehouse for his generosity. The Bible says you, 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 you shall have enough in your storeroom to give away. Deuteronomy 28, the same chapter. You shall have enough in your storehouse to give away. So God wants to make you a storehouse of his generosity. Why? When you become a storehouse of his generosity, which means that he has already opened treasures for you. Which means he's, he, he always comes to you to, to save his treasures. Because you are a vessel whereby you are able to contain his treasure. Matthew chapter 5 verse 22. Give to him who asks you. From him who wants to borrow from you. Do not turn away. Oof. That's still hard for God. So now God brings people who, who, who needs help. Why? Because you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't receive. You, you, are, you are not a receiver, you are a giver. Because God wants us to be givers, not receivers. Say, I am a giver, I am a giver. Not, a not a receiver. Say, I am a giver, a giver. and not a receiver. not a receiver. God wants you to be 
God wants your generosity to glorify his kingdom. God wants you, God wants your generosity to glorify his kingdom. I all together. Let's just do this simple declaration. Say, I am a receiver. Come on, you can unmute your mics. Say, I am a receiver. I am a receiver. And not, I'm, I'm a giver. I mean, come on, somebody, wake up. I'm a giver. <laughs> I'm a giver. And not a receiver. Come on, somebody. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Come on, say it like you mean. Say, I am a giver. I am a giver. And not a receiver. Say it again. Say, I am a giver. I am a giver. And not a receiver. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Uh, come on, you can say it better. Say, I am a giver. I am a giver. Not a receiver. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Come on, clap hands for our Lord Jesus Christ to so make you a giver and not a receiver. So today.